Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of Bloody Good Horror. My name's Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing Halloween Kills. You didn't think they could make a movie as weird as Halloween 6, and yet here we are. It's time, finally, to dig into the sequel to 2018's Halloween from John, of course, the Blum and the Blum House. Here we are. They did it. Yeah. They did it. Joining me tonight, first up, you just heard his delicious voice. He's coming to us from Manhattan, New York City. Please welcome John Schnars to the show. Hello, Eric. John was just talking about how excited he is to be back in the office like a true capitalist would. God, I love an office. <laughs> Where we, I think we may have to move offices, and I'm, I'm like, it, part of me is like, oh, this sucks, and then part of me is like, get to see some new offices. John, make sure when too John, many people have, need a corner office at your fancy. <laughs> John, oh, make sure we got uh, long ass desks. No one's got it. Come on, it's we're not. This, we're a small company, so. John, make sure when he buys eggs that they were they came from a cage. He makes sure before. <laughs> Next up, joining us from Richmond, Virginia. We've rocking the hats and I kind of looks like a special forces team member, which I like. Please welcome Caitlin to the show. Hello. This hat has an alien on it. I got it in Nevada. I did not go to Area 51, but people don't need to know that. It looks so. very 90s. I feel like that alien shape was is very 90s. Was, there was like a skate company that had the alien. It was might have been called Alienware. I can't remember. Alien Workshop. Uh, Alienware yeah. is okay. Alienware's computers, John. Used to get like you know to go to the skating rink, a skating party, put quarters in the machine, get an alien sticker out. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And it was like it would, it would like shine and like be like mm-hmm. shimmery, a little holographic. And last up tonight, joining us from Indiana, please welcome Casey to the show. Hello, Casey. You're in like alien country. You ever have any sightings out there? Um, I've seen a couple weird lights in my uh, mom's woods, but I, I can't confirm or deny anything Ooh, beyond that. That's exciting. I, I also had a very active imagination as a child. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw like searchlights in the sky, I was convinced, like I didn't know what it was, convinced it was an alien. <laughs> like, you know, when you see the spotlight, like doing mm-hmm. this in the pat, like, yeah. yeah, like when they put it outside, like a new gas station. No, yeah. I feel like it isn't that an airport thing or so. I don't know. No, they do it. They do it for sales now too. Interesting. Yeah. I just thought they I was, had for a long time. I thought I was being raptured by some grays. So, <laughs> Eric's like, I'm ready. <laughs> Lord, take the wheel. Uh, they're, yeah, they're it's you. Yeah, they're coming for you. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, Eric would be like, it's kind of cold in here, actually. <laughs> you want to get a top specimen of the species, so I think that makes sense. Mm, yeah. Yeah. All right. So. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot wait. It is time. Let's take a quick break and discuss Halloween Kills. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Not the front time. John, a real rarity on the show this evening and that I have seen this movie twice. I mean, and it only came out yeah. five days ago. It just came yeah. out. I've seen it twice. I like Halloween. Yeah. I like yeah. Halloween. I've noticed. I, like, I did. I picked up on that. I like that. Michael. The Myers. first time I spoke to you. I did think, you so. know, John fun fact. So I, I was just, uh, Mr. Blum and mm-hmm. David Gordon green were both on the, last drive-in Halloween special a couple of weeks ago on show. Oh. So they dropped by for the Halloween stream 
they did interviews. Um, and then, oh, so I'm sorry, this didn't actually come from that. I read an interview with Blum where he said they, he actually, they approached Paul Rudd about, because Paul Rudd played this Tommy Wallace character in Halloween 6, and they actually, according to this interview, talked to him and asked him to do it, and the scheduling That's, wouldn't work or something. And plus, he's Paul it, Rudd, like he doesn't, that was probably Paul Rudd's polite way of being like. That was the Anthony Michael Hall character. Tommy, yes. Tommy Doyle. Tommy Doyle, I'm sorry. Yeah. Tommy Wallace was is the guy who played Michael Myers in the first movie. Um, yeah. God, see, oh, like, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. This isn't what we need to be talking about right now, John. You don't even know, because you're not on the internet, that I'm famous now. Oh, <laughs> I, uh, I do know because, uh, there may have been some texts about yeah. it. So <laughs> I may have texted 40 live updates while this was happening. So I watched, um, yeah, I watched, so, uh, um, uh, I watched, can you, can you guys hear me? There you go. Yeah. I watched Halloween kills, um, last Friday, the night it came out with Elizabeth and like just the whole movie had this running commentary going about Tommy Doyle and how like this is definitely like a blue lives matter dude. Definitely like is not vaxxed up. He's got, he just has questions about the vaccine, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm just like, this stuff's percolating in my head and it's just the energy he gives off in this movie, which we're definitely going to talk about. So the next day I tweet, um, uh, Anthony Michael Hall's character in Halloween kills 100% looks like he's still doing his own research on the vaccine. <laughs> and it starts like, uh, I, it's doing pretty good numbers the day I tweeted it on Saturday. And then by Saturday night, like something, I think the moment I realized it was about to pop off was when two people, I, first of all, a dude I didn't know told me I was virtue signaling. Then another mm. dude I didn't know came at that dude, like straight murked <laughs> that dude. And then they started fighting in their own thread. And I was like, oh my God, is this happening? Is this, am I going viral? By Sunday morning when I woke up, I, I've never seen this before. I, you could watch it. It looked like a ticker in real time, like the retweets <laughs> and the comments and the likes. It had um, over, right now, last time I checked, it was like 1,025 likes and like 100 retweets on it. I got followed by all these people. My Spotify, so then I posted my Spotify and my Spotify blew up, John. It actually works. Social media. Yeah. Who knew? Because <laughs> well, I, I texted Elizabeth on Monday morning. I was like, your man's is famous. <laughs> <laughs> It was just like so fun to have that happen for such a dumb tweet that clearly connected with a lot of people. Eric, my only advice to you is do not quit your job yet. Oh, That's all. Man. No, I had the I had the resignation email all written up. Yeah, but, you know. yeah. I'm out of here. It's in it's in drafts. Yeah. Evil does tonight. Yeah, there you go. Out. Oh, oh my God! I have so oh, the one-liners. Okay, let's do it. Um, John, I bet you're. Let's do the word of the day. I bet it's going to be um really smart this week. Eric made some slight alterations. What? Today's word is peak. That's P-I-Q-U-E, peak. Mm -hmm. Peak uh, is a feeling of irritation or resentment resulting from a slight, especially to one's pride. And it can also be used as a verb to stimulate Mm -hmm. peak uh, or to feel irritated or resentful. Uh, And then uh, there's an archaic definition, pride oneself. It comes to us from piquer, piquer, I don't know, I'm sure there's a different... Uh, accent on that, but it's a the French 
verb meaning to prick or irritate. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. listening. Uh, so this came, as Eric it was hinting, there was a recommendation for the word peakerism, P-I-Q-U-E-R-I-S-M. It's a form of sexual interest in penetrating the skin of another person with sharp objects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it is a it is a known paraphilia. This is my theory on Michael My uh, Blumhouse Michael mm. Myers. Yeah, he's got some he's got issues. I mean, I don't <laughs> so think he does. He's not we well adjusted. We yeah. So, all right, John. Yeah. Thank you for bringing us the word of the day. What a what a I've already movie. bowed out of trying to synopsize this. Oh, film, I, okay. So. I literally cannot wait. We're gonna let's we're gonna drop a spoiler warning right here. We're just jumping right in spoilers so if you haven't seen it this it's about to happen okay so here we go i mean are you gonna spoil it in the first like one probably yeah so john right to the end the end of halloween 2018 of course jamie lee curtis who in this metaverse multiverse whatever is a uh how only halloween one has happened yeah well that's what i was gonna say i think that's an important thing because i didn't a hundred percent remember this forgets every other film except Halloween one. Yes. So the 77, the key, the key thing, two key things I know for a point you want to make, but like, so the key plot point is that that means that she is not Michael Myers sister that is revealed in Halloween two. Um, that also means the body, his original body count much lower. So in the first film three now, doesn't he, he kills Loomis finds doesn't loomis find a body when he finds the car that he ditches yeah he finds the mechanic or yeah because he has a that's where he gets his mechanics jumpsuit in the 78 version so are you guys counting that body four so it's four listen <laughs> that I, wasn't a person eric that i like to be a guy. Oh, okay, okay i like John to be taking a stance against the working class <laughs> i know <laughs> listen i like if there's one thing i need to be accurate about it is slasher movie kill counts okay so just for the record so it's gonna get messy in this one, Eric. <laughs> so that is the that is where we're starting from. In the 2018 version, Jamie Lee Curtis basically has, after being traumatized by this, is essentially like a prepper survivalist. We do find out that she had a daughter at one point who is now married and has her own daughter. And there's lots of stuff talked about. Basically, Judy Greer's her daughter, and she's, you know, kind of warped her mind by growing up and teaching her all this survivalist stuff and and it's kind of messed Judy Greer up. She's trying to have a regular life, blah, blah, blah. It ends with, obviously Michael gets out, he goes on a rampage. He runs into, well, in the first, it doesn't even matter for this movie, but there's like a fake Loomis in the first movie who basically kidnaps Michael and brings him to Jamie's house because he wants to see what's going to happen or whatever. That's how they kind of get around the fact that he's not just... Um, you know, supernaturally driven to find Jamie Lee Curtis like he is in Halloween no, well, too. it was his house. Like, kid yeah. Michael. No. Didn't, well, all that stuff happened in the first film. It was his, he, hold on. In no, the no, first no. film, remember, uh-uh. like the first film opens in the with first like a kid film, Michael killing. Right. He kills his, he kills his real sister, right? Yeah. He, yeah. the Jamie Lee Curtis thing comes in in the first film because her dad is a real estate agent and she says, he tells her to, in the very beginning, drop these keys off at the Meyer house, Meyer's house, because he's trying to sell it. He's in uh, the house and he sees her, and that's how he like, he like uh, Jurassic Park like imprints on her basically. In Halloween 2018, in the middle of his spree, 
she finds out he's out and she they run into each other and that's how he gets like reactivated on her or whatever regardless of all that where we end up at the end of that movie is he has been trapped in her like trap that she set for him in her basement and she sets fire to the house which seemed like he's probably dead like it was a good trap until like, the, I, at the end of that movie i was like oh there's nice. no way good job until the movie yeah. made like 80 million dollars or whatever it made you know, like for opening weekend and then here oh we got this i no i think they had planned it as a trilogy from the beginning i mean this, in fairness to green and this Co. movie has several this movie does not actually from for the intents and purposes of describing it i really think this movie opens with michael escaping because the flashback is like it's not plot. It's it's story more than plot. I don't really know. Like, but essentially, the current day action in this movie starts with firefighters showing up to the house, going in, like dum dums, rescuing Michael Myers, and just getting the crap murdered out of well, him. Well, they for it. they like, don't rescue him. They like go into the house. They don't even know he's there, and then he like starts murdering. Why if they don't know anybody's yeah, there? The why are they busting into the, the why are they busting? Yeah. Oh, he fell through the floor. That's right. He falls through yeah, the floor. Yeah, why don't they, like, do they think anyone's in the house? That's what's unclear. I, know, that's a good, I have several questions, well, John. So he escapes and just goes <laughs> batshit crazy murdering people, okay? Meanwhile, Jamie Lee Curtis in the hospital, she has surgery and she's basically laid up. That's where we find out just I'm going to mention some of these random characters, like the fact that Sheriff Brackett is like a mall greeter, hospital security guy, uh, or Walmart greeter at the hospital. Um, not important to literally anything, but he's there. Is in real life? Is he in a wheelchair? Like that's just a he's serious so question old. because we got. I don't think he ever stands up in the film. Let's get into it in a minute here. But the other concurrent storyline is that we meet current day Tommy Doyle. Lindsay Wallace and forgive me, I can't remember her name, but the nurse from the original Halloween. They also Nerd. include the character of Lonnie, which has never been included in any Halloween sequel. It's the most random pull. He's literally just this little shithead yeah. kid in the original film. The funniest thing about Lonnie is that Loomis scares him at one point when Loomis is hiding in a bush and Lonnie's by the Myers house and he like scares him by like whispering to him. That's so it. I was unclear. So Lonnie is in the original he movie. Is. He and yeah. I think he's he might be a kid that is bullying Tommy at some point. I can't there's a scene in the beginning where yeah. he gets tripped when he's got a pumpkin. Well, even as adults, he's like, I used to give this kid shit all the time. Yes. And then yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we we see them in a bar, they're doing karaoke. Um, Tommy Doyle gets it's, up. And, hold on. It's the worst karaoke ever because they let Tommy get up yeah. and just like give a random speech about my He gets up and gives all, the- First of all, it's a talent show, you idiots. Oh. <laughs> 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 what are you talking about? They're, well, they were like There's singing. Yeah. Tommy, okay, so. Oh, you're right. But you're, given that. You're right, you're right, sorry. Okay, it's a talent show and Tommy Doyle's talent is sucking all the air out of the room <laughs> by telling the worst, most ham-fisted story where we give all the details about Michael Myers in 1978 and what happened and how messed up it was and it happened to him. And then everybody's like, uh, cool, bro. I guess who's, who's, uh, who's up next. Um, he was supposed to I thought they were doing whistles. it for Halloween. Well, they were, but like, that's not a talent or fun or entertaining for anyone <laughs> no. to listen to his speech. It was the worst buzzkill ever. <laughs> Here's the funny I, yeah. thing about Tommy Doyle representations in Halloween six is if you think back or in Halloween, like the series, Paul Rudd, a hundred percent wouldn't have had the, had the vaccine either. Like a hundred percent unvaccinated Paul Rudd, Tommy Doyle. Just want to point that out. Um, I have no opinion. It's something about this character that they, they, they just, he's like a recluse sort of, it's like, what, I don't know, whatever. While they're at the bar, they find out that Michael Myers 
re- they really find out on Michael Myers, like first killing spree from 2018. Like they find out earlier in the night, he killed all these people. And then Tommy Doyle just goes straight psycho. He starts inviting random strangers on the street to help him do something. They don't know what he's like, you look like killers. Come with me. <laughs> yeah, We got to get them. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I think yeah. he says, if you're not prepared to get your hands dirty, don't come with me. <laughs> it's like, but he hasn't told him what it's about yet. <laughs> and they're like, okay. So the rest of the movie is a combination of many things, but it's basically Michael on a killing spree. These um, reintroduced character, you know, new actors playing characters from the first film, forming a, a lynch mob, basically. Um, Judy Greer's daughter has joined them. She's off with them. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is in the hospital. She ends up in a hospital bed next to a cop who was there when they captured Michael in 1978. So, in 2018 version, like this is so complicated, even for the three film timeline. But in the 2018 version, we're like, we understand. This is why I didn't want to do this. In the 2018 version, <laughs> we understand. Listen, we understand in that first movie that Michael was caught, but they don't tell us how. But we know that because it's the movie starts out and he's in an institution. This yeah. movie basically gives us a full on flashback to show us how he was caught. They they introduce several cop characters um, in 1978, and they show what happened and why they didn't kill him. It's like a whole thing. One of those cop characters is also in the current day timeline. And we find out has had some romantical interest in Jamie Lee Curtis. And she kind of like whatever they, there's a whole like, there's like a, romance. by the way, you're Karen's dad. They don't say that, but <laughs> I, I mean, that went way over my head, by the way. Yeah. Like you guys said that over email. No, because like, he says like we kissed and then they kind of say nothing else happened. Don't they? I don't know. That's don't so Haw- that's Hawkins, right? Is the cop. Yeah. So this is, is this the first time we've seen him? Was he in the 2018? He was no. in the 2018 as just like a he regular. Was he? Like stabbed in the neck with a, with a yeah, pen yeah. by okay. the fake but he's Cause he says like, this is the least important point in this whole movie, but he says like, we kissed and then she, he, she, I was like, he was like, I wanted more, but I knew you were into Ben Tramer or something like that. Will Patton. I like that actor. I was, you know, he's, He's a he's one of those guys. He's got a face. Yeah. yeah. So there's a whole thread too with another patient that escaped when Michael did, who like breaks into the hospital and they think he's Michael. And this part is off the reservation. We can talk about it when we get there. But like he looks like the penguin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, it's like this is not Michael. You kind of have two like so what ends up happening is you have two concurrent movies going on that the only way that they cross is that Tommy Doyle in particular shows up in both of them. But the two threads are all the stuff in the hospital and the lynch mob and Michael's murder spree, basically. And then we are also randomly cutting back to um, a gay couple who now lives in like a refurbished Myers house. Like, Very nice. They have, they nothing, nice they have yeah. nothing to do with the rest of the plot. They don't interact with anyone else in the movie they are in the movie because they live in Michael's house. And I guess we're thinking like, that's where he's going. So it's like, well, a, and the guy who plays big John is in, um, Matt T, he's on gemstones Matt and yeah. is definitely like bros with Danny McBride. Oh, okay. And interesting. Like, yeah. You know, he's in the crew. I hadn't seen that dude since Matt TV. He's, he's, oh, he's Michael great. McDonald's. The other guy. Oh yeah. yeah. So the guy you're talking about, I knew from El Camino cause he's in that movie. The breaking, he's in Righteous Gemstones and he's fantastic in that show. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a great show. So that is, as they m- do, he, they do interact with those shithead kids though. So like, there's a little bit of, I, I Kaylin, you're reaching. 
<laughs> There's some cross pollination here, John. Listen, I haven't taken a breath in like ten minutes, so let's let's get into the round table here. Um, Caitlin, what did you think? So I. I think my hottest take on this is that I think it's fine. <laughs> I know that the internet exploded this saying, weekend. Saying it's fine is a hot take compared to the internet discourse. Like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that's my take. It's 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 fine. I there were things that I liked. I liked how violent it is. The final fight scene in particular is really cool. There's like showers of blood, and it's just really neat. I loved. Big John squaring up to protect his home and his husband against Michael. I, I thought that was fun. I liked the Loomis makeup being practical instead of CGI. There were some really cool effects all around. Michael is strong as fuck and he's just like unstoppable. He's just fun to watch. Like, I just really enjoyed watching this movie. I do 100% understand the criticisms that it doesn't have a plot. I Yep, I'll concede that. The dialogue is bad. Also, yep, totally got that. And I think the one sticking point that, like, sort of keeps me from really enjoying, like, really saying that I like this movie a lot is the world building. So in this universe, Michael's killed three or four people, and Laurie's like, he's coming for me. And it's like, I don't think he is. Like, she's hysterical, which is like a, a sort of problematic representation of Lori in general because she's like fixated, a prepper, and that hysterical. is the deal with her character in the first movie, though, that she's like convinced he's going to come back and like get her, I guess. Like in 2018. Yeah. And then she well, was, yeah, that's she what was I'm right. Saying. But like in her, to her knowledge, he, there was like a triple homicide in the seventies and she's fixated on it still, which is fair. I mean, traumatic. But, and, but to her knowledge, like it's he's been killing again for like a few hours because this is a continuation of the night before. Can I make a point while you're saying well, this? Like, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, she keeps saying like he's transcending. The more he kills, the <laughs> Kayla, the more it's he not the night before. It's the same day. It's the same. Well, that's night what I mean. Around. It's the same day. Like he, Michael got out on the yeah. bus. Okay. You know. So like it's a. But that's what I'm saying. There's not like a. a there's not an expansive time for her to make that sort of judgment call that like the more he kills, the more he transcends. And it's like, he's only been killing for a few hours. Like, I mean, he's making up for lost time. Sure. But it's like that, that part just doesn't gel. I me. have to get this out before it leaves my head. Cause I want to talk about it when we get to the like pacing and stuff, but like it does, it, is it not seem crazy to anybody else that Jamie Lee Curtis does not find out that Michael's still alive until after an hour into this movie. She fully spends well, an hour just going to people. We they got keep him it from her. Yeah. We got him. Yeah. But like, but what it does is like it keeps her character from catching up with the movie. So meanwhile, you're like, bro, he's killed like 50 more people. Like you're, you got to catch up with me here. <laughs> but I do think that was meant to be some dramatic tension, right? Like, or you yeah. know, there, because we know that he's alive, but she doesn't. And so it's like, is he going to the hospital? Is he gonna get her? I mean, it's never, it never pays off. Like we honestly, I'll, I'll hold my, I'll hold it. If Go Michael ahead. had busted into the hospital and killed 50 people, I would be sitting here right now telling you this is the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> If he just straight well, up, I mean, we could get there. Walked in, yeah. and Sheriff Bracker walked up, and he just stabbed him in the face, and there just are everyone. two more hours of this night to go. <laughs> My favorite right. tweet about any of this was just like not even ba- about like bad about the movie. It just said, "How long was this night?" Yeah, no, it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, daybreak would have come. <laughs> I uh, 
But I will say, like, I, I enjoyed watching this. I think that there's a lot of discourse about Me Too and Black Lives Matter, and I'm not sure this is the vehicle for that. I mean, like, not that any movie can't have a message or a stance on those things, but it's just, like, I just don't know if Halloween Kills and, like, Michael the Killing Machine was the right... You might uh, I, you might graciously call this movie ambitious. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I, there's a Me Too plotline in this? That's what... I, I've been reading about that. I've been hearing a little bit about it. I, um... It's there's some talk about Michael representing the patriarchy. For me, it's like I, that, and I usually I'm a, one to lean that, in and dig in. But for me right now, I'm just like Michael's strong, blood good. He, yeah. he's like this is my. I, I enjoyed watching him tear shit up and I, be Michael. I think that's a stretch. I mean, there's a there's there is a pretty clear. We're gonna get to you in a second, Casey. Don't worry, I don't forget about you. There is a pretty clear thread though about like just the discourse in America and mob mentality and like I don't know I don't yeah. know how well it even handles that, but that's I think the obvious. Yeah, you, that okay. That part I give you sure, yeah. Casey. But anyway, it was fun. Casey, what you got, big guy? I ended up. I really enjoyed this movie for the most part. To me, I was pretty wrapped up into it. I liked the carnage. I liked Michael stomping around. I liked the idea of the town coming together and get to uh, coming after him. It's really kind of spot on for some of the stuff we see in the media and stuff. I like that angle of it. Uh, the plot didn't bother me too much and. Uh, while I did enjoy it and I liked it, there are problems. I was really jarred by the flashback at the beginning. I don't know that that was the best place to do it because knowing that there's that in this world, Halloween two never happened. And then the, expecting them to take off right away from where it left off before that, le- that was jarring to me to have that flashback. I like the flashback. I think it could have been in a different place and probably flowed a little bit better, but I really got into the carnage and everything. And my, I didn't come into this with too many expectations. I tried to stay away from the trailer and stuff. And I knew that they were planning a trilogy and I just kind of took it in stride as this is a movie bridging and setting up the third movie. And in that aspect, I liked it. I think I liked how they were stretching out the story from 2018 filling it in a little bit and then we're going to have a big showdown in the third movie. And I'm excited to see where they go with it. Mm. Yeah. I would say I found this movie Hold a little, on. do you want me to go or oh, yeah, I'm sorry. So I've been excited. sitting here. I'm so excited. No, I actually really, no, I'm actually really excited to hear you go. Well, I want to go before you because I no, feel please, like you please. will at least try to tie this back together. Look, my opinion, this movie is hot garbage. <laughs> like I love it. it's, I was really, really upset when I finished watching it and, and not like, I don't know. I, I was, I should say, I was very disappointed. I came in with pretty high expectations because I loved the 2018 film. It's, it's I actually thought it was, good, you know, a lot of fun. Um, there's like not even a movie here. Like it is, uh, you know, it is a lot of scenes that are stitched together <laughs> sequentially, but not also, also not in sequence at times. Um, you know, I was I was like ready to just like enjoy a fun ride. And like, yes, there is some mayhem and, and like some of the kills are, are pretty wild. Um, I just didn't know what the fuck I was supposed to be taking away from this at any point. Um, I did not care about any of the characters, like all of the stuff with like the Tommy Doyle and Lonnie and like these people they try to introduce you to at the bar. It's like I didn't know what to do with them. John, they brought Part your favorite like, Halloween character Lonnie back. You weren't excited about that, like, about Lonnie? Part of, I mean, I do think, because this movie was supposed to come out last year, right? Like, this was like a pandemic delay, I think. Part of me is like, maybe if I had seen it, like, a little closer to 2018, it would have helped a little bit. Like, mm, there was just know. shit where I'm like, what is even happening? And so, 
part of me, I just feel like one way you can know that a movie is not good is if you cannot watch the movie without having like a deep understanding of the film that came before it. Like, I don't care if it's the second movie, a trilogy. I, I understand that it's like, they're meant to go together, but like you can watch sequels of films and they can still hold up on their own. This is unintelligible as a movie mm. without like, without that 2018 film for sure. And then really without the original 77, 78 film. Um, and you know, I also struggled a ton with, I've, I, I think I've seen all the Halloween movies at some point, but like, I'm not, you know, like Eric dictionary level or encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge. I got so confused at different times of like, wait, what is in Canon now? What is right. out of Canon? And like, I felt well, like they wanted to like play with that a little yeah. bit, but like, it actually just further confused me. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you just didn't know anything about Michael Myers, you would well, be Well, I think it's off. why they need, like, they kind of felt the need for that scene in the bar where Tommy's basically just, like, listing off everyone's genealogy. And it's like, you kind of, I I have to take a step back and be like, not everybody knows this stuff. And, like, if you're yeah. going to reintroduce these characters for a new person, they have to know who the hell these people are, especially when they're just completely different actors in some of the cases. Yeah, I, I don't know, like... My, I think I said this over email, but like my favorite version of the Myers character is like the original. I mean, like the first film, it's like the shape, right? Like they don't even, he's, he's just like this silent killing machine who kind of moves slowly, appears, you know, out of nowhere. It, like there's just like s small stabbings and then he disappears. You know, this version there's there's like malignant level fight sequence. It's pretty wild. <laughs> it's, the, you know yeah. what, it's. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I keep no. I mean, so like, I don't know. I just didn't know what the fuck I was supposed to do with this. I thought it was a. I thought it was a real mess. And I, the thing that's so shocking for me about it is like that that 2018 film. It's the same team. It's it's green. You know, there's a different writer that's attached here. This guy, Te Scott Teams, I think is his name. Um, but it's, it's like all the same production. The difference in quality is wild. Like that's it's a thing really that I. Maybe people haven't watched that one or just like. Cause that last movie was real tight. Like the only now in some ways, this movie makes me um, side eye that one a little bit. Cause there is that thing, that whole thing with the fake Loomis and how that plays out is probably the, the kind of wonkiest thread in that movie. And it's a good thing that it just sort of disappears at some point. Um, anyway, I, I think I'm just like somewhere in the middle of the soup on this one. Like I, I am so close to Halloween, John, that like just a Halloween movie coming out, even if it's bad is enough. To, this was like a fun event for me. I was really excited. I had a great time I'm, watching it. I paid for Peacock, by the way, to watch <laughs> this. You know, I had a great so. time. Like I enjoyed watching it for several reasons that I'll talk about, but also could not turn my brain off while I was watching it. of just constantly being like, oh, that felt, that was weird. Oh, that felt weird. Like that didn't make any sense. Like what? So I was just like, and then by the time it was over, was just very conflicted about it. And then I watched it again and it really didn't change my mind. It just kind of, um, clarified my, my sort of thoughts on things. I am absolutely obsessed with like the marketing aesthetic of this film, the whole Michael Myers, burnt mask, fire, bright orange. It is so good. I want it injected into my veins. Like I, that's how much it's I literally it. your background right now. And I when they get into you. this scene behind me here, when they get into this scene, because I am that you're going to make a slasher. And I get what you're saying, John, about the understated shape from 1978. But if you're going to make a slasher film in 2018, I thought for 
they rode the line really well between keeping it somewhat mystified, keeping a little bit of that stalking shape, but he also just murders the crap out of people. Like, he's straight yeah, yeah. prison shanking people in that movie. And at some point, because the movie's so well made and you could tell they really respected the property, I was like, all right, I get it. It's modern day. I'm, I can truck with hyper-violent Michael Myers because honestly, like, I am a huge Friday the 13th fan, so whatever, it's cool. This movie, though, throws out any riding the line. Like, he is just straight up fully lit the whole film just says stab and stab and stab and stab like it is like a fright it's like this is this is my analogy it is like rob zombie made a friday the 13th sequel to halloween like only these guys do grindhouse better than zombie ever has honestly like so the, this movie feels like a grindhouse movie in the sense that it is just raw as hell it's silly when it wants to be it's over the top violent, but I think it's grindhousey in all the bad ways too, where like there are too many plot threads. I don't think it comes together. I think the pacing is a hot ass mess. I personally, I think it's a crime to sideline Jamie Lee Curtis this much in this movie because it, listen, if you want the movie to be about these other people, put her in a coma, let her wake up at the end, honestly. Cause like, well, even Judy Greer is sidelined. Yeah. Like she's, in it All more the than women are, are yeah, 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 yeah. And to be honest with you, like they, those actresses are a huge part of what elevates the 2018 movie beyond just a slasher. Like those are well-rounded characters. They're all amazing actresses. They clearly have an affection for each other and work really well together. So the, like how sidelined they are is insane in this movie to me. Um, and I love, um, I love, uh, oh, what the hell's his name? Uh, I mean, help! I have the list. The vaccine. I don't even know which the guy, guy who, you're talking. The guy who doesn't take yeah. the vaccine, Tommy. Tommy Anthony Michael Hall. What's Anthony Michael Hall? Thank you, Tommy Doyle. I love that dude. I think it's like pretty inspired casting. He has given. He is given literally zero character traits in this movie, except he looks like your uncle who gets drunk at Thanksgiving and says racist jokes. Like that is the only <laughs> thing he has in this movie. He's just running around like a lunatic, just telling people, I'm going to get him. And like, he, he's got his bad yeah. evil. Did the whole town of Halloween get together and decide that their slogan is evil dies tonight? How is it that yeah. all of these disparate people who have not seen each other on this night are saying evil dies tonight? Well, because and- he's been telling everybody he sees. <laughs> <laughs> also, this, also, wait, real this, quick. Yeah. Charles yeah. Cyphers, listen, cut this guy a check, leave him alone. Don't drag him out of whatever relaxing place he's going to be in. He is so old, this guy. God bless him for being in this movie. They have his character be like, say to Michael Myers at the end of this movie, everyone's entitled to one good scare. John. That was an offhanded remark he made 40 years ago to Jamie Lee Curtis hours before he found out his daughter was dead. Do you think that's the part of that day he remembers, that offhanded (laughs) comment he made to her? So many people stop to say one-liners to Michael Myers in this movie. And it's, it's actually really annoying after a while, like straight up the nurse, the nurse is two feet from him with a gun in her hand. And she stops to say something like, you're not going to do, I don't even remember what she says. And then guess what? <laughs> her gun won't work. And that's bad for her. That ends up bad for her. Like it is, I can't get over the tone. And the, and my thing is, I, they six, I went into Halloween 2018 with all my own baggage about Halloween and that movie kicked so much ass, they won me over. I'm like, okay, this is Halloween. 
what is crazy about this movie is I don't think it lives up to the standards that they set for themselves. Like, yeah, this I I I cannot think of another movie that may like it does not gel together. Like it is just a million threads. There's 40 characters. Everybody is running in a different direction. I swear to God in the hospital, I expected the Benny Hill theme to kick in. There, well, there literally are those Benny Hill like chase sequences of people going up and down stairs. That There's hospital scene five, is one shots. It's not an that hospital scene is so silly. I'm zero invested in this guy. He's the least threatening looking person ever. And so they, to think that like, Everybody's so just convinced that, it's him. That guy was from the first film. I, I assume, guess. Like, I think he like escaped. A bus, like, I think he's the one with the umbrella and fake Loomis is like, don't get too close to him. Or and <laughs> there's some sort of thing. Well, because and he escapes on the bus. Too. The bus, the yeah, bus yeah, flips yeah. over and there's multiple yeah. patients on it. Um, yeah. All, I think it was a little gratuitous. Like that was maybe the most intense gore of the movie was his suicide. And I was suicide? like, this is a lot. Like they've his face twitches. I didn't really need that. Part. And honestly, like, in my opinion, they needed doing what they do with Jamie Lee Curtis. They needed something to happen in this hospital place. Yeah. And they just sat around a room until they figured it out. And I don't think the thing is, I don't think it adds anything to the story. I don't think it adds anything to like the evolution of the characters. Well, Eric, we I get the, we get the classic that. line. Well, he's turning us into monsters because they like I chase see, down and kill. Dude, they, it's I, so I, ham I mean, it's No, I get it. But, I get it. But like, yeah. so I cannot ignore that stuff. What I will say is I like a lot of trashy movies and I think this is a trashy movie that I like. I love the grindhouse aesthetic. I love the murder. Uh, this fire scene is like all time for me. Like, so you can see it. This is a rain fight, you guys, because there's water dripping off the house and he's straight just in <laughs> slow motion, dripping water. They have this really great way of shooting him where it's like an extreme close up with a high frame camera and it's just black behind him. They do it again in the final. Like there is a straight up mm -hmm. Michael Myers street fight scene at the end that is awesome and also hilarious because like everything else in this movie there's got to be a dumb thing, right? So a lady shows up with an iron in her hand to fight Michael Myers. Like, and she shows up looking more confident than anyone in this group. Like she is just ready to take him out with this iron. Um, but that scene was completely insane and a lot of fun. I, I call bullshit on Judy Greer going up in the bedroom at the end. I don't like, okay, she saw something, but why on earth would you go up in that bedroom? Yeah. Especially when you know he's out and about, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, the other problem, so I'm I just like final thing. I just liked part of the reason why I think 2018 works so well is it is a self-contained package. And I get that yeah. you make a ton of money. You want to make a um, trilogy, but this is a huge pet peeve of mine. Like I have heard a lot of people bring up like the empire strikes back comparison. That movie works like on its own and, and it still manages to be, to feel like a middle chapter and be a bridge. Like I think it's, I think it's very generous to this film to compare it to something like, you know, Empire or well, something like that. Yeah. Well, it's that what I brought up the Empire comparison. Yeah, I've heard it though. It wasn't, you know, I've over the weekend before. when we started texting about it. I mean, for me, it's because I think he's, I'm hoping that he's got a overall picture and a story that he's already got worked out that he's trying to tell. And he, this movie was setting up everything between 2018 and the next one, Halloween Dies. I think they already said it was going to be. Ends. Is that right? Ends. Yeah, or Halloween ends. But they, uh, so I'm hoping he's got that in there because if you look at this in the context of a bigger whole, I think this 
this movie works for me because when you go back to the original Michael and, you, and even Schnars, you talking about when he was just the shape and a lot of interviews had talked about this with Carpenter and stuff like that. The scary thing about Michael is he was that shape, but he was also relentless and he fixated on something and he, if something got in, got in his way, he's taking it out. So for me, with that thought in mind coming into this movie and seeing where he finds out that Lori tried to kill him, and then he's got found his way out, and he's going to find Lori. So he is just trucking across town wherever but he's he not going he to is. Fi- but he's not going to find Lori in this one, though. He's going to his house. Well, that's true. But he's but he doesn't know where she is. I don't think right. He doesn't know where she is. I will say you're right. He's not going after Lori in this. He's going back to his house, and that, that's a good point, Eric. But he's he wants to get back there. It's his happy place, and all these people are chasing after him. So he's going to be killing a lot of people because these people are after him. They're getting in his way. So to me, it feels pretty true to the character. I, it's not. I don't have a problem really with much of what Michael does in this movie. It's more everyone else around him. Like I think that you could. What if I mean, first of all, this is crazy, right? But what if you just made two movies <laughs> and like it started with this insane fire escape scene and then ended with whatever confrontation he's going to have with Jamie Lee Curtis in the next one, right? Like there's a nice, violent, like relentless self-contained movie. But one thing I do like about this movie is that it um, it makes the town a character. And by that, I mean like the landscape, like it really sets up. I love when we're looking at the maps. It's like, oh, he's, he's making a path from here to here. In my opinion, focus the movie more on that. Like, make this movie all about him cutting a swath back to his house and the mob trying to find Ken to catch up with him. Put Jamie Lee Curtis in a coma and minim- and get rid of all that other crap at the hospital. And like, I'm good, dude. If you want to show me Michael Myers being Jaws for 90 minutes, I would watch 90 minutes of just him murdering people. Yeah, that, the like, hard part with and that. I think it I would mean, be like, cleaner. But the, the hard part with that, and like, I think this ultimately is one of. As soon as they wanted to make it about the, like, mob, you know, Michael turned us into a monster, too. As soon as you make it, like, as invincible as Michael is, like, a mob is going to take him out. I mean, they they kind of do. I mean, I, I think, Kaylin, you might have mentioned, maybe just cut his head off. My like, favorite thing like, is when Anthony, Anthony Michael Hall, straight up Bond villain style, goes to Judy Greer. He's on the ground. We got this. Go ahead. Yeah, right. no, oh, exactly. God, it's they, it's upsetting. And it's such, like, a, a tropey thing to say, but, like, He's not dead. Like you know, he's not dead. Cut his fucking yeah. head off and Put don't like don't walk him. away. Yeah, they don't do but anything. Like, but like Caitlin said, that slasher one hundred and one, you always have to do the double tap, and but they never do. It removes yeah. the tension because like you actually see that like if the mob wants to, they can take him out. Like it's not hard. Like he's actually just like. And this is I did love that. I did love how that scene was shot, though. I liked that. But like it, this was the other thing with the fucking firefighters, like. He's able to like murder these firefighters who I know they're not like trained fighters, but they're like athletic adult men <laughs> who like have weapons. I love and then meanwhile, so this like random group of just like hillbillies with irons and like baseball. They don't even have good weapons. They have like shitty shit they've got on their fair, house. To be fair, they were at least mentally prepared for what was happening. Yeah, the firefighters yeah. were not sure. Sure. Yeah, the firefighters—they're just—they're go, going in to put out a fire, and all of a sudden, this thing walks out. You're not. Expecting I gotta it. respect did too. Did you see the petition to like remove the firefighter murders from Halloween? Yeah, I did. I really respect. Like, I could just picture at some point in this writing process, David Gordon Green going to like some research assistant. Go find out what the most violent weapons you might find on a fire truck are. Like, oh, yeah. a huge circular saw, Axe. sick in the movie. Like that's yeah. so stupid. I love it. But to your point, like, I John, love that the guy, the guy comes at him with the saw, and he's just like, huh? 
But to your point, John, this small town, it's a small town, right? Everybody seems to know this is Laurie Strode's house. Who do they think is in the house? Yeah. Why are they busting in? Like, well, I, we also have totally left out. Speaking of, there's a couple at the beginning that's like, "That's Laurie Strode's house. She'll fuck you up." Right. And then, like, they just get straight murked. And Eric, that's the one scene that you pointed out over email. So the the wife gets killed by like a fluorescent, which like if you smash a fluorescent bulb, the whole thing's gonna shatter. That but Michael is able to use it as like a uh, a lance. I so was like, uh, Yeah. But then like he takes all the kitchen knives in their kitchen, test them out by stabbing this dude repeatedly on the butcher block. And then like Goldilocks finds the knife <laughs> that he wants to like take with him. It's very bizarre. And that seemed out of character for Michael Myers to me, but like, it was shockingly like, I was like, the dude is dead. Like you're like, it does. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. I think like when I was watching it, I wasn't sure. I guess I'm kind of okay. I don't know. It is. I guess kind of reinforcing that Jaws thing a little bit of just like, it's all about the best way to murder, the most satisfying murdering. So speaking of it is weapons weird, in it this is movie. It is real weird though when you're watching it. Speaking of weapons in this movie, the one that bugged me and I got to bring up, and it's also my biggest problem with Tommy Doyle. Tommy Doyle, or Doyle, whatever his name is, Tommy Doyle yeah. was something else, wasn't it? Okay. But anyways, Tommy Doyle lived through this originally back in the original and saw everything that happened and what Michael could put up with and everything that happened yeah. in that original That's movie. That's very true. What the hell did you think he was going to do with the baseball bat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the it's like behind the bar. It's like, I know. Yeah. It's the aesthetic of a mob. I mean, and he kept yeah. like rubbing, rubbing that inscription that said old Hickory lovingly. I'm like, it wasn't even your bat. Dude. Is it you crazy? It is it crazy for me to think though, that when you bring back him and Kyle Richards, like, is it crazy to think that they would have some characterization? There's, there is Kyla Richards, Kyla Richards, not a single descriptive quality, not a statement. Just I'm here. Yeah. Like, hi, it, that's it, why. Uh, so, wouldn't so that, uh, housewives? But well, wouldn't that have, wouldn't that have been a lot more impactful by the time we get to the end, especially when we see him confront Mike? Like, it feels like nothing by the end because you don't know who he is. You don't know anything about him. Mm -hmm. So Kyle Richards, my wife, is big, uh, you know, uh, Housewives fan. And she's like, oh, one of the Housewives is in this movie. And I didn't, I you know, I had no idea which one it was. But I'm watching the movie and it, it became like clear that she, it was like, it wasn't fucking Anthony Michael Hall. Like she had to be the one. <laughs> and so I honestly, though, I came, to, I walked she out. She was of, fine. I told my wife was like, yeah, hey, how was that movie? I was like, it was terrible. <laughs> but the Housewife was not bad. Yeah, no. I, was, I was like shocked. Did you hear, John, that she stopped doing Botox for six months because she wanted to be able to emote while in this movie? Oh. <laughs> um, well, it, John, wait, did she's you go the one to that let the like they got those kids to escape? I just wanted to see those kids get murked. Like, the fuck those kids. <laughs> I did really appreciate. He made me those kids. I like kind of dug that scene. Just the line where he's like, "Yeah, this guy keeps trying to play with us or whatever." Like that was kind of, that was kind of brilliant. I just didn't understand. That, like that's a perfect example. So she gets hooked up with these random people at the bar, and it's basically just a way to increase the body count. Like that, they have no impact on the film at all. Other no, than and the doctor, and the doctor and nurse, the doctor and yeah. nurse. Like she they were gets from the first one. Yeah, they the, were they were from the, 2018. the 2018. Oh, I don't. I didn't like, hear that at all. In what capacity? Like, did they you do anything? Them, the they're, they're neighbors to the little boy, right. and they also like you see them getting in their car, and Michael's in the background, like dun dun. So like you see them, and I thought we would see them again in 2018, but we saw them again in 2021. Because they say, 
Um, oh, that's the our neighbor's asshole kid, which I did think was funny because that kid was an asshole. I love that kid. But it, the whole that whole the mechanics of that scene with the car were so sloppy. Like, yeah. you mean to tell me she well, gets in the car like and she's a foot? I was like, this is not Michael. You this mean is to weird. you mean to tell me she's a foot away from him in that car and he doesn't instantly just choke her out or stab her? Like she's in that car for yeah. way too long. It doesn't yeah. make it, that whole scene is really weird. I kept thinking that was going to be a fake out where it was a drunk person trying to steal a car and then they crashed. Like, I. But that's it I wasn't mean, that's the short guy. No, it was Michael. No, it was Michael Myers. It doesn't make any sense. Michael driving a yeah. car. But th- that's like no. Well, no. Listen, drive, I'm in this movie. I will buy. I, feel like I'm I will buy driving. I will buy driving a car because he does that. But just the mecha- the way whole way it was shot it was very awkward. It didn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to make sure people don't come at me being like, "Excuse me, Michael drove a car in 1978." I know. That's okay. funny. Being a couple days away from it, I convinced myself that that was the short guy that escaped with him that was stealing the car. So I forgot how, that it was Michael. I mean, he did get to the hospital somehow. Michael? Like what? How? Old so he is was he six, in- I want to say, or eight-year-old boy. Is it eight in the original film? I think it was six. Six, six-year-old. I'm trying to think of Loomis's like rants from the original film. So but let's then, say so seventy eight. How long you? You're a business guy, John. How long from seventy eight till now? Till twenty eighteen. That's forty years, right? 40 years. Yeah. So yeah. let's say. But he wasn't six in seventy eight. In seventy eight, he was. Oh, you're whatever, right. That was in the sixties. Twenty two, wasn't he? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So he's he's at least sixties. He's at least in his probably mid sixties. I would say. Got the God. old man strength. I can't even yeah. roll my eyes hard enough. At, I like, love the, the actor. I kind of love. I do really like this actor they cast. Like he, I, yeah. I followed him on Twitter today. He's a stuntman. Like he just has, he has a great physicality. And even though this is a little bit of a different, um, like iteration of him, there's an authentic authenticity to it that I really like. Wait, so where, where is the internet on seeing Michael's face and like the Michael being you unmasked? You see it in the last, so. you see it in the last movie. Cause they go to the hospital uh, from behind. It's kind of obscured because yeah, they yeah. see him in the it's hospital. Always, yeah, off he yeah, breaks that. out. Like he gets his mask from the podcasters okay. in the 2018 one. Yeah. yeah. I'm fine. But you with never it. see him dead. Like you don't see like his yeah. face. Yeah. I'm, I have more beef with the amount that he's overly lit and we see his eyes and it's like, but it's not all the time. Cause they do. So I, I noticed a thing in particular. So if you go back and watch that, um, the fire scene, right. So you have light sources all around you because there's fire, the fire truck, there's the street lights, whatever. But they actually, they're, this is a 100% must be done in, well, maybe it's practical lighting, but with special effects. You look at that scene when he steps out of firefighters, they are all like lit bright as day and he is in a shadow, which is not like naturally how that would look, but it's the way you want to do it because you want to have him as obscured as you can. And they, there's similar lighting in the street fighting thing. So they definitely took care to like, not always be overexposing him, but that scene where he's stabbing all the knives into that guy, you can see him plain as day. Like the mask, like the problem with that mask, I think is you see it too well lit and it looks cheesy. Even, you know, in the original film, I feel like, so I don't know. I have to say this. I'm, I know I'm on one. The flashback looks like a goddamn lifetime movie. I cannot, <laughs> if this really was bad. not, if the flashback was not shot by a different person, like tasked with doing this, I will be bowled over because it looks so amateurish. They've got this like weird gauzy filter over it to make it straight up look like a flashback in a lifetime movie. It looks I don't, like the way the conjuring movies are shot. Like it looks, yeah, I don't give yeah, a, it looks like, those. I don't give a shit about any of these cops. <laughs> I do not care. 
I don't, I, I listen, I will give the internet the practical effects on the Loomis guy are kind of cool to yeah. the point where I thought it was computer enhanced because it is so creepy. Yeah. It's still on Candy Valley though because like it's real weird. But it just, I don't, I don't think it adds anything to the movie. You could have told me in two lines how they caught Michael and just said, I wish I would have killed him. Boom, done. I don't need 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's this whole setup too about him shooting that other cop and like Who all this like shame? guilt. But like, I don't he's care. not in the movie. He like, none yeah. of it has, and, and maybe it comes back in the third one. I assume that's, that's what, what I they're setting up. Yeah. I heard like, a really, you know, my other favorite tweet was John. It was like, Halloween Kills is like Rocky too. If Rocky is in a hospital bed the whole time next to another person who tells him about the time they fought Apollo Creed. <laughs> well, I, I did want to give some credit. I So I was talking to Rachel from the Zombie Girls and it's it sucks how sidelined all the Stroid women are in this movie. But one thing well, that I do- Except the youngest one who's like out ready to rage. Yeah, she, yeah, she definitely, you know, tries to- sort of pick up and, and go join the, the mob. But one thing that was cool that Skylar, our, our buddy Skizbot, pointed out on Slack is that the fr- 2018 ends with Karen luring Michael into a trap. And so does this one. Like she lures Michael, like she like teases him with the mask and gets him into the sort of trap of the mob circling him in the street fight. I, I, obviously it didn't end the way we wanted it to, but I did like that. You know, at least there was that. I, I don't know if Karen's dead. I feel like, dude. After I mean, the way they brought Michael back, they could fully just bring her back. Like they don't. Yeah. There's no. Reason. I, I mean, hope they do. I would. I was like legitimately like bummed. I like the character well, of Karen, and I love Judy Greer. It's also the a whole- bummer to see happen when she does nothing in the whole movie. Like, and then to just be gone. You know, she doesn't get any kind of arc. She's the oh. therapist character though, and she's like, please, like save this guy. Like, I get it. I get what they're building for her. Because in the first yeah. in 2018, she's like, I'm anti-violence. Like, I'm not gonna be like you, mom. I, I get it. You think it'll go yeah. full Darth Vader? Like she'll be trying to reach Michael in the next movie? I think they're all th- so. My hopeful self, hoping for ma- miracles coming out of the third movie. I see all three of the Strode ladies turning into being like Lo- Lori. They all because the da- young granddaughter granddaughter's already, of her anger already there yeah. and is able to affect you know execute more effectively. Judy Greer's going to come out of her shell and become more forceful, and then they're going to team up with Lori, and that's how it's going to go down. Can anybody? Is what I hope. Does anybody remember why Judy Greer is in an ugly Christmas sweater? Like, what was her costume? I don't remember. Nah. Can't remember. I did. Yeah. I was. I did appreciate that they actually gave at least a line of dialogue to their dead husband slash father. Yeah, I who, was so happy that they like honored because that was an awesome character. Ray who, was a great yeah. character. Who was? And they like take a moment to a like Lori's in surgery, thank God, and b like Ray died. Listen, <laughs> like, they're think, like, we miss Dad. I like. Oh, Kaylin, God, I think. I think. Ray. I think all. I think all. 30, 40 something dudes, a podcast can relate to his energy in that movie. <laughs> uh, we did get like, cause you know, in the, in 2018, he's like, I used to do peyote with your dad, Cameron. And we get like a little callback to that yes. in this one. Yes. There is a peyote reference. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I think it makes a lot of sense where I shake out on this versus you schnars. Cause like, you're just not into it. Like I, I listen, this is like a drug to me when it's good, but you know how, yeah. like when it's not good, you get some bad weed. You're like, well, maybe if I smoke all of it, I'll feel the same. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. Like I will always mainline Halloween kind of no matter what it is. And there's part of me that appreciates like, there's a weird way that this has lineage with the Rob Zombie Halloween. It's like, and I don't say that as like a, just a <laughs> knock. Like, I mean, 
it is exploring with making it grittier, dirtier, more violent Halloween, but just done by people who know how to make movies and are adults. Like, and I can appreciate that quality about it. I just wish it was tighter. Like, it's just all kind of all over yeah. the place. I I just there's no excuses because like they like clearly we've seen a lot of movies from David Gordon Green. Like, he knows how to make. I mean, coherent I, films, have, have you? I've, the I've, 2018. I've seen one. Have you? No, I've seen two. No, you've tried. Like, is, he did uh, like Pineapple Thunder or Pineapple Express. Pineapple yeah, Express is amazing. Yeah. I've seen he, that he's one. He's done. You've done. You've probably seen more than you. Realize, I assume Pineapple but, Express was like 90% ad libbing. He did. He direct. Event. Did he direct? This is the end because I'm uh, I'm obsessed with that movie. I like oh, that one too. I don't know. We could look. We'll never I know. Also, <laughs> uh, Cameron wore a skirt for like the whole movie. Yeah. Which like I hated almost everything about his character, but I was like, well, you know, respect. He's, he's like, you know, he's got good gams. Not it's, it's the same um, night. We didn't even I mean, mention. I know it's the same night. Yeah, but we like, I, I will be remiss if I didn't mention that the soundtrack to this movie absolutely murders. It is, it is John Carpenter returning with his son Cody and they have this other guy. I feel bad because everyone forever is going to be like, and this other guy, I'm sorry, dude, I don't know your name, but they collaborate (laughs) together. They make these soundtracks. They're like these really amazing mix of the original soundtrack, which was really, um, based in natural instruments. Like you think it was 78. It was really before the like synth had taken over. It was a lot of piano and, um, stuff like that. So it's like that stuff mixed with a kind of synth wave vibe mixed with, mixed with metal sometimes there's like a lot of metal guitar they're awesome dude the last one was great this one's incredible personally like i love the story of them not only convincing carpenter to be involved um like jason blum was talking about he basically would get note he'd be able to give thoughts on the script and notes and kind of veto things here and there but to just be able to participate in this really creative way the music if you know anything about carpenter he is like a, he's like a world-class curmudgeon, which makes me automatically relate to him. But he has an extremely kind of tortured and difficult relationship to his filmmaking um, life because he always sort of felt outside of Hollywood from what I've read and never felt like his... Always was getting shit from the studios and trying to, they were trying to control what he did. And then some of his like he talks a lot about like the thing, like I've seen interviews from the mid two thousands. There's a book where it's all just interviews with him and talking about the thing. And it is like talking with someone whose child has been killed. Like literally he's just like, it was his passion project. He broke himself down physically making it. It got put out. It bombed at the box office and got eviscerated by critics. And like he has, he seems like a very kind of sensitive creative who's carried those wounds with him, which is like a thing I can understand. And so to see him be able to, for years he joked like the only reason he cared about Halloween is because every time they made one, he got a check. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for them to be able to convince him to be involved with this series, to make the music, get to be creative, that is like probably regardless of how I feel about any of these movies, my favorite part of these films. It's like an incredible feel-good story. I love it as a person who's always been a fan of these movies and been kind of fascinated by his relationship to these things he's created. Cause I can imagine it's difficult to have done a thing that felt like a job for hire that then dictated basically your whole creative life. You know what I mean? A thing you probably didn't think twice about at the time. So I, that's just really cool. I want to shout that out. It's on Spotify and there's some pretty sick, there's a sick vinyl release you can get. It's good shit. 
I have been listening. Sick vinyl. Sick vinyl. Anything else? I've somehow actually, I think, got all my notes. I, uh, I was like scrolling through Twitter today and I saw a picture of Jamie Lee Curtis and Judy Greer and uh, what's the girl that plays Allison? I've got her, Andy, Andy Matichak. Matt- yep. yeah. And they're all like in a cornfield and they're all wearing the same type of shirt and they're Dang. all like, you know, embracing and it looks like they're having a good time. Like it just as, you know, faux family. And like, oh, I went to the comments, which was stupid, but all the comments were like, Jamie Lee Curtis has the best rack out of all oh of them still. God. And I was like, what the Jesus fuck Christ. is wrong with me? No, the, like I, I <laughs> like, follow... Nothing against like talking about boobs. I love boobs. She looks amazing, but I was like, why? What the? F- what is wrong with you? <laughs> I follow Judy Greer and Jamie Lee Curtis um, like on social and their energy around all this stuff is the best. Like, to, It's clear Jamie Lee Curtis is just in love with this um, yeah, version awesome. of Lori and like yeah. Judy Greer is not a person who does a lot of acting anymore anyway like so for this to be a thing that she came back she was for, Jurassic and, World wasn't she was she yeah she was oh, the interesting. mom okay. but yeah well the mom but how long is the mom in that movie like she's on the phone <laughs> twice you know like yeah <laughs> you know, but it's uh, funny though it's cool about, like, it's just cool to see her embrace it it's, it's good vibes your story makes me chuckle Caitlin because Judy Greer I think she's great I think she's hilarious and all the stuff I've seen her in, but for whatever reason, my mind, the first role that my mind goes to when I see her show up on screen is Cheryl Tent from Archer, <laughs> who was a freak. <laughs> I go to like Jawbreaker and then um, Arrested she, Development. Yeah, Does I was she say, do, Arrested Development. Yeah. That's the, that's yeah. the Does she do a, vo- a voice on Archer? Yeah, she's oh, the secretary that that's blasted like sniffing glue and weird sex and stuff. Dude, I only think of her from this one particular night, late nineties romantic comedy with uh, who's, I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Josh Dumel. No, I'm going to look it up. It's a thing. It was one of those comedy central ones, David Schwimmer's in it and Jason Lee. That's who's in it. And she plays like the sassy roommate, best friend to like the female protagonist. I'll look it up. She's anyway, awesome. anything else about Halloween Kills uh, we want to talk about? I yes, think no. so. Forever hold your peace. Would you recommend it on the hot seat, Schnars? No. Bold choice. Casey? Yes. Caitlin? Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. Who out there doesn't have an opinion about whether or not they want to see the new Halloween movie, right? Like you do or you don't. I say yes. There you go. Halloween kills. That's it. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. There's a storm at sea. You're all gonna die. And it's blowing terror. To the Big Apple. Now, the only safe place to be. You are dead meat. Yo, man, it's cool. It's cool, man. It's cool. Is out of town. Friday the 13th, part 8. Jason takes Manhattan. Rated R. Starts Friday, July 28th at theaters everywhere. This is Jeremy Gardner. I'm the writer, director, star of The Battery. And you're listening to bloody good horror. Send feedback to info at bloodygoodhorror.com or on 
Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloodygoodhorror. We're back. Info at bloodygoodhorror.com. Watch Nars, you look pregnant with thought over there. What do you want? No, I mean, I'm, I'm that's just, good, I think. That's just your face. Um, this past weekend, BGH 5K, huge shout out to everyone who participated. We got a lot of very sweet emails. I want to give a shout out to Robale. Um, long time, long time, who had a very inspiring story about... Um, thinking he couldn't do this and like just deciding to get up and get out there and do it shout out to you man congratulations proud of you buddy um we got some emails but before we do that oh john do you want to talk about how you lost the 5k how you're no longer the champion yeah i mean i, lo- I lost like it we uh, you got to remind me the gentleman uh was it ryan was that his name caitlin do you know Does someone haven't this him? this was uh i believe someone that emailed no, no, he, he no, was, was on Twitter. Slack. Oh, Slack. Okay, let me. Oh, look. Slack. I'm not on the. Oh, oh my God! I got it. I got it. I got it. I've got a Twitter list right we here. I was prepared for morning. my part, Schnarth. <laughs> we discussed this. Okay. Wait, uh, stand by. Stand by. Stand by. Stand by. Stand by. Oh, I should run down all these two that I saw. Mm-hmm. Did you post on the running channel or the fitness channel? Fitness, yeah, fitness channel. That was uh, where I, see, I I'm not in there. That's where I posted. Oh come on. I see. I don't see where to. Is it Ben? Ben, that's not, yeah. Okay, sure. so Ben ran the 5K as a reminder, John. It's 3.1 miles, 21 mm. minutes and 28 seconds. Mm-hmm. And in case that's you were fast. wondering, he also burned 355 calories. So, because I can see that from his app. Uh, <laughs> how does it feel to that's be protected health information, John? Here. How does it feel to be humbled? Like this. Well, you know, as I was, I think I, I can't remember. And someone's going to have to keep me honest on this. I couldn't remember if I said if someone beats like me this year or if they beat my time. Because I believe my time from last year was still faster. I don't know, John. It's not. This isn't like div, long division. You're not carrying the time over. Yeah. Like, all right. That, well, then that's, you know, Ben is the champion of 2021. Wow. Just to be clear. Yay, Ben. Can you. So what do you what does he get? What does he win? Wasn't there some kind of bet or something? No, well, I, I think I said that I would personally buy him something. That's, but I can't remember. I got to go back now. I got to. I think that works for me. Do okay. you want to? Um, <laughs> I'll ping. I'll I'll catch him up. Do you want to give him your apartment? Yeah, that seems fair. I'll send him my home address. A and lot of hair. He did best. Yeah. Sounds like a good opportunity for you to uh, visit the PGH store, Schnarch. <laughs> <laughs> he there did. We go. He did best to you in combat, Schnarch. So I don't, mm-hmm. I've seen Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> let's see who else ran it. Uh, our very own John Shelton ran it and then went and got fried chicken afterwards. It's cool. Uh, I thought they got fried chicken in the middle. I don't know, John. I, I think it was like 3.1, <laughs> two fried chicken and 3.1. He oh, said, we took right, a 5K well, walk down to the new fried chicken joint. That's 10K, so good um, for them. Well, unless it was two and a half, John. Who can say? Um, Dana Dot ran. Jody got out there. It says this was first 5K. That's really amazing. Congrats, dude. Congrats. Um, da 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 Joe got out there, not Joe of the suburbs, our buddy. Um, yeah, and there you go. I did not make it out this year, John. I was in. Hey, a, Rick. I was actually in excruciating, uh, 
arthritis pain this weekend, John. But this is why I this is why I wanted to add scooting to the list of things you could do, John. I I wanted people to understand that I see them. So, um, Caitlin, do you have some names on Twitter or some other people that that ran? Um, so mostly folks that you've already run through uh, on Twitter. We saw stuff from Jody, and then Susan Hooks. Um, she like Shelton went down to the the chicken restaurant. Um, a, a friend, Marlon De Silva, and um, one Caitlin Grant also did it. Go you! You told me you weren't. You told me you weren't going to do it. Wow. So go you, Caitlin. I didn't think I was going to. Then my mom was like, "Do you want to walk by the river?" And I was like, "Yeah." So we did that. <laughs> Proud of you. That's that's awesome. Nice. Um, we got emails also from Jessica, Brett. Yeah. So there you go. Thank you for everyone who ran. And thank you to that person who beached Norris. I was I like to have things I can remind him about later on. Um, did we lose you, Schnars? His computer uh, died. Lost video. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Video. I can hear you. I can hear I you. I can hear you. I thought you had gone forever. Um, it's, in, it might be coming. <laughs> We might lose Schnars. Well, before we lose Schnars, I just want you to let you know that this weekend is the BGH Zoomtacular number two and keeping in my tradition of A, dressing like you. And also, I have also sent secret information to your wife on Instagram about my costume. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did she she tell has you? not said a word to me I about love it. it. So she's, Mom's the word. She's a good schemer. I mean, apparently. it's not going to be the most shocking thing in the world, but I have some ideas. I have some things cooking. I'm pretty excited. <sighs> I just figured, like, you know, quarantine schnars is his own thing. So he needs, you know, he needs to know. Um, okay. What else we got going on? Oh, I wanted to let patrons know I sent out a form about a month ago um, asking for your information for T-shirts. These are the candy men and candy lady patrons um, who are our biggest supporters. Those shirts are on their way. I've gotten a couple of them shipped out. I'm hoping to get the rest of them shipped out this week. Um, so you should be seeing them very shortly. Just wanted to give people a heads up on that. Um, let's see, info at bloodygoodhorror.com. Other than um, 5K. Uh, uh, Caitlin from Kissimmee. Your food, ser- your food stories disrupted a memory of a time in Clearwater where I ordered spinach dip that came with those toasted bread slices. And when the waiter brought it to my table, a slice fell off. He picked it up and put it back on my plate. And then said, whoops, and walked away. I removed it, and he came back and said, that piece just doesn't want to stay, does it? And he picked it up again and put it back on my plate. This is standard Florida practice, though. I don't know about that. That's pretty wild. I don't know. That's all for email. Casey, what's what's on Twitter? Sure. We're on Twitter, at BG Horror. Use the hashtag SBGH. Ask us some questions. We've got a couple out there. I'm going to start at the top of the list here. I'm sorry. Just a second. I bumped my mouse and threw off my marking. First one comes up uh, from at Skizbot. Are you a big John or a little John? Take that as you will. (laughs) Um, I really like little John's robe. I thought that was kind of the robe. Um, That's big John. Big John is the shorter one, but the one who's like ready to brawl. I get it. Irony. Yeah. Stewart is little John. I do think it's a little wild to me that they took the time to say extra words so they could call each other their like names for each other while there was a murderer in their house. Don't you think you would just say John at that point? Like, I like that little John is like making a charcuterie board and he's also like, I thought we were going to watch a movie. Like (laughs) I've, I've got little John energy, but 
I will say, is it the Robin Hood Disney song where it's like Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest? Like that was yep. in my head for the rest of the movie. The Oodalali song, Oodalali, Oodalali, Oodalali. I do like that song. You betcha. Sweet. All right. Next up at Marcus UC twenty six. Changing up uh, themes here a little bit. Ski Ulrich said he hasn't seen any of the Scream sequels, but will watch Scream 5. Have you guys watched a sequel of a popular horror movie franchise before the original? I saw Halloween 2 before I had seen any other movie back in the day. Ironically. I don't think so. Yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Good question, though. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, we have one more here coming from at Four Color Craig. Please just go full tilt with the absurdity and have Bob Odenkirk play Bob's twin brother Rob in Halloween Ends. Michael, forty years ago, you killed my twin brother. He was dressed as a ghost. Now I'm going to make you a ghost, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Did so, did you guys hear about the uh, is Bob that, Odenkirk cameo? Is that real? Yeah. That the old photo is it the news? The old photo shows of somebody. Of, uh, is it Anthony Michael? Who's the character? It's one of the characters that got killed in the original. And the uh, the story goes, I think, that uh, David Gordon oh, Green was... It was Bob from the original. Yeah. Though. yeah. And David Gordon Green was thinking they couldn't... Or I don't know if Bob passed away or if they couldn't get a hold of him or what. That he's thinking how he looked like Odenkirk and happened to look up Odenkirk in uh, junior high, I think. And it's like, hey, it looks just like him. That would be legitimately amazing. And if you're out there on Twitter, uh, check out the uh, hashtag for SPGH. Four Color Craig has posted a picture of uh, the moment, the cameo there. No uh, Alex Jones again. I'm kind of no. worried. Bummer. Well, Alex Jones did come back uh, after last week's episode. Well, we mentioned him coming back, and he did. they did apologize for not being around. <laughs> uh, rightly so. I mean – so Come thanks on, for man. letting us know you're okay there, Alex Jones. Um, is that it? That is it. Very cool. Question Tuesday this week was question Wednesday because I completely forgot. What's your mayo brand of choice, and are you willing to eat other brands? So from Robale. So one of my best friends does the social media for Duke's mayonnaise, and oh, yeah. I live in the South, so it's like Duke's for that, Duke's for my friend Sarah, all the way. I worked with a guy who grew up in South Carolina and he and he bought he would take trips down south to buy Dukes and he refused to eat anything else. Dukes rules. Yeah. Um for me it's Trader Joe's. It is made with canola oil instead of soybean oil, so it's a little healthier for you and I think it tastes better and it has a better consistency. Really I have good. never tried Miracle Whip, speaking of mayonnaise it's, things. If yeah. you ever had mayonnaise and was like, I wish this had five times more sugar in it, then Miracle Whip is for you. Yeah. It's basically, it's just like sugary and tangy. You're... Oh, never mind. I think I have had something made with Miracle yeah. Whip. My I grandmother used to love it. This is like We're usually day. a Fleischmann's type of household, but uh, we have started getting Dukes. I've seen it showing up in our grocery store, so I'm going to try it out. <laughs> Fleischmann's mayo? Yeah. I've never seen this in my life. That's wild. I've seen Hellman's. Maybe it is Hellman's. 
<laughs> it's something. I mean, like East Coast, that's what you're getting is Hellman's, and then if you're other than that, you're going to like boutique brands, maybe Kraft. There's a Fleischman. There's a Fle- another condiment that's Fleischmann's or something close to it. I swear, I was getting. I once. I remember. I was convinced. I'm like obsessed with mayo. I eat a lot of it, and I was. I knew that the mayo in restaurants was different than what you buy in the store. Like I just knew, and I asked the guy who runs the cafe at my work, and he he told me that it is different, and that. Basically, they add more egg yolks to make it more, sh- to give it a higher fat content to make it more shelf stable, which is why it's smoother and like thicker and delicious. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> Maybe you should work at Duke's. I mean, seriously, like somebody, some mayo brand, <laughs> like I should be their ambassador because I'm, I'm passionate. I'll hook you up with Sarah. I'll be honest, I don't even understand what this question means, but I'll read it. Favorite first horror movie from a famous director who had already established themselves in other genres. With De Palma, was he, was Carrie his first horror? I don't know. I think he said De Palma, somebody said De Palma, yeah, that, I think that, that one works. I, I mean, thought I was being real smart. I guess sweet. you could argue, <laughs> I mean, I guess in that same era, you could argue Kubrick and The Shining. Yeah, yeah. I'm bad with directors, I gotta admit. Yeah, Kubrick's a good one. Yeah, we lost Schnars, by the way, but... All right. Does evil die tonight? Question mark. <laughs> I said, I don't know. Just ask, ask literally anyone in Haddonfield. They all seem to know. <laughs> Here's a good one. <laughs> Favorite Halloween memory. Oh, there's a lot. I have a lot of fond memories for the last few years when I was like a tweenish, early teen, where we did trick or treat, but we were like punks and we're really just looking to like do some vandalism. <laughs> And like, those were my, probably my favorite times. Cause it still felt kind of dangerous because of the, we were punks that there was like a dangerousness to it that I really liked, but still a little bit rooted in a childhood Halloween thing. It's a good time. Yeah. I think like the later years in high school, we had a program where you could trick or treat for UNICEF, like, which I can imagine now as an adult, like having some, you know, 17 year olds be like, hi, instead of candy, could you provide change for this charity? It would <laughs> probably be like massively obnoxious, but it was fun to do. Cause like you still get to go out. It's like fairly whole. I mean, it's like, it's wholly wholesome, but yeah, it was fun. Now, did you guys ever do shaving cream? Oh yeah. Cause we would do On shaving what? everything like the world, like yourself, <laughs> you can get to. <laughs> your friends, the road. So we would do, my parents would help us. Because what you have to do is you take the shaving cream, you stick a needle in the end, and you melt the tip around it, and then you pull the needle out. And because it's created a really tiny exit, it like shoots out. You can shoot it like 10 feet or something. So they would just help us. If we just do that, all my friends would go out, we'd wear junk clothes. This is like 13, 14. And we would just like cover each other and like the street and just like, (laughs) it was fun. is that Caitlin, you strike me as party? you strike me as too much of a good kid to have done that. Well, I I will say Casey revealed his life of crime as a toilet papering um, maniac on Plug It Up, which will come out yeah. in a couple of weeks. So Casey did some some of this, maybe not Halloween specific, but I've done the shaving cream too. But yeah, oh, I've right. got some good. I've got some TPing uh, stories. <laughs> I was goody two shoes. So there was one year where my brother and his friends were like old enough to drive, and they were. In his friend's car, this is like a movie. They were in his friend's car, which was crappy, so you could hear it coming. And they were trolling the neighborhood looking for us, like Dazed and Confused style, to 
to like murder us with eggs basically. So like you'd like hear the truck and go hide or like, so at one point in the night we were going back to my parents' house. Like I grew up in the suburbs, hear the car coming. We like take off for the house. It literally was like dazed and confused. Like they rolled up, peeled out, slammed on the brakes, got out of the car and started throwing eggs at us. Like it was like a war movie. Like, cause some of us got hit and just like went down and then other people, like <laughs> it was, it was pretty wild. That's a lot of eggs. Yeah. Eggs used to be real cheap, man. Nineties. Buck and <laughs> a penny and egg. Have you seen <laughs> ghosts on HBO? It was from the BBC and it's marvelous. Oh yes. I don't know. What We've been is. watching that for a while. Now Colleen and I watched it for like the British humor stuff. So we hunt out a lot of it. We've seen, been following that the UK one for a while and it's freaking genius. And the U S one just started like a couple weeks ago. Oh, there's a, there's a U.S. version. Yeah, with the gal from, uh, I can't think of her name right now, but uh, from iZombie. I'm not going to commit to any shows until I watch uh, Midnight Mass. Um, Gotta do it. But before that, if you're a fan of the U.K. Uh, ghost, just because I'm a fanboy of the people that put on, on that U.K. ghost, they have another show, their original show, that is on Hulu called Horrible Histories. Go look it up. It's made for kids but they're talking about lots of different eras in uh, European English history, and they always concentrate on the gross parts. So there's a lot of poop jokes and stuff like that, but it's all the same crew and cast and everybody that's in the UK ghost. It's a plus. Hmm. Interesting. Um, listened to video palace and loved it. That's the creepy um, podcast from shutter. Any other creepy podcasts you might recommend? I always go with the first season of Limetown. Yeah, second second season is hit or miss, but first season's great. There's another one. I think it's called the Black Tapes or something. Like I wanted to like that show, but it was a little all over the place. Yeah. Anyone else? Anything else? It's not a genre I've explored. I feel like I I don't listen to any like. My problem is podcast fiction. There's like a uh, dearth in quality. It's like there's a couple real good things, and then just a lot of stuff that's not. It's yeah. like short movies. You got to patience to wade through it, and I don't <laughs> to find the good stuff, you know? Yeah, see, I have a it's long hard. drive coming up. Maybe I'll try one. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's my problem because since they sent us home for quarantine, I don't drive anywhere anymore, so I haven't listened to any podcast in ages. Except for Bloody Good Horror and Dads from the Crypt and Plug It Up. <laughs> um. <laughs> and Films at First Sight. Elizabeth, Joe, I didn't forget. <laughs> Elizabeth recommends a show called Homecoming. So check that out. Do you think Michael Myers is aging in real time? If so, could a future movie get him a jazzy? I think this is like a scoot scoot. Oh. So there you go. Join in on it. Uh, true or false, the best part of Halloween Kills was the ghost song in the end credits. Um, they're like a, they're an electronic band. Peacock made it really hard to watch the end credits because within three seconds, it slams you to the next thing. And then when you go back, yeah. it's just got to start- hit back real quick. Cause nope. I did that. I did. And it started the movie over and I'm like, are you effing? I did get it, to watch it. It worked the- for me. I really enjoyed listening to it. Like I stayed through, I mean, I was at home, but I let it. Play, no, I did. You know? I did get to watch credits, but it took, took way more work than it should have. <laughs> uh, a couple more left. What, who will get a new movie first, Freddie or Jason? I would say Jason, but the Friday the 13th rights are caught up in a huge years-long court case right now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's all about... It's actually a really big deal because however it shakes out is going to have a lot of implications for screenwriters, 
especially ones that worked like back in the day because it's a whole thing. It's going to rewrite like IP law basically. Um, how do you get the jingle from Halloween three season of the witch out of your head? Help. You don't. Uh, I think you have to sing it and lean into it until it goes away. It's like an itch. You, you, you got to scratch it. I do. I listen to it on occasion on Spotify. <laughs> Two more. Ever see the final prayer? Decent found footage movie free on Tubi. Never seen it. Love Tubi. I'll fire it up. I've never really used it, but I hear there's like a, de- a good horror selection on there. I love Tubi. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of horror on Tubi. It's awesome. Final question of this Halloween Kills episode. Who else was rooting for Michael? <laughs> I mean, well, I think all of us are rooting for Michael a little bit, right? Yeah, because it's fun to watch kill yeah. stuff with his gun. I mean, that's what we're enough. there for. <laughs> like, the, the murder scenes in this were fantastic. Like, I, I don't want to see the Strode women get got, but I mean, that's why I'm watching the movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's very true. Uh, do you think Judy Greer is coming back? What do you think? I think yes. I think we'll see her. Uh, Given I, how nothing I, I else know. that happened in this movie was really of consequence to the to the series, like I feel like it's just a dramatic thing for dra- drama, and she's just going to be there. Oh yeah, definitely. That's I think she'll show up. She'll come out of a house on fire with water pouring <laughs> from it and murder a bunch of firefighters. Now, She's the new Michael. That's a sequel I would, I would be into. <laughs> anyway, Halloween ends. I don't know if they shot these movies back to back or what, but I don't know when we'll see it. There was three years between these two, but it, I guess it would have been two had not yeah. the world ended. So I guess we'll find out. It made, you know, I, I, it made 50 million at the box office despite being on Peacock too. So it's definitely coming. I was going to throw out a PSA there for a comment that Schnars made earlier that he actually paid for Peacock to be able to watch this. Anybody else out there that did pay for Peacock to be able to watch this, uh, go watch Psych. They got the whole series out there, and there's a new Psych movie coming out here within a couple weeks. So that is worth the price of admission, too. And besides, you got a whole month before your you know, cancellation runs out, right? Yeah, I've had it for a little bit. Previously, I would have said that the other cool thing you get there is Seinfeld, but that's on Netflix now. So you yeah. get the super fan seasons of the office, which you know are like extended and really good. I'm not even gonna talk about Peacock. What I recommend is uh, the universal, whatever that one is, because they have all the old Nickelodeon shit. Paramount. Paramount plus. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Paramount plus is also going to be, there's going to be a new paranormal activity movie coming out and like, i think it's only going to be on paramount you Plus, can go watch and i don't have that but i'm gonna fucking get it because i love paranormal activity. dude like you can go watch <laughs> salute your shorts and like are you afraid of the dark and all that old, like not all of it some of the stuff like there's some obscure yeah. stuff i would like shocker but paramount they're trying to do some good stuff with paramount and original content because i know they moved a couple of their like evil was a network show on CBS for the first season. Then they moved it to Paramount ex- amount exclusively and like adulted it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's even better. Yeah. I still think Netflix has the best interface. I think I probably like HBO after that. Yeah. HBO is like, it always crashes. HBO max is like, Oh, it doesn't crash. Me, but I'm always on, yeah. the com- but I'm on the computer. I don't ever use apps or anything. Oh, so. Well, yeah, it does. Usually the first time I start something up for the day on HBO Max, it crashes and then I have to wait for it all restart and then yeah, I can so go back it's fine. Because I'm always on a computer, my biggest my biggest pet peeve is, and I guess this is just whatever your use case is, it's going to be different. 
when I resize a window, don't hide the volume button. Like that's a thing that really drives me. Like some of the services, if you don't have the window big enough, the volume button disappears. And it's like, that's the one, literally the one I need. Anyway, we're done. Halloween kills people. One more show of this spooky season coming out next Friday, right before Halloween. I hope you're having a, a grand old time. Don't forget, you can join us at this party. There's still time. Any level of Patreon to join us at the Zoomtacular party. We got some RSVPs this week. Um, we have over $150 worth of prizes to give away just for the costume contest. And then um, these prize packs that we're going to be giving away as door prizes and also for John Shelton's trivia. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. Join at any level and get the invitation to that. We can't wait to see you there. And me dressed as quarantine schnars. Yeah, and head over to uh, Twitter. You can get the link to Patreon and, and see some pics of the uh, prizes if you're curious. Yeah, good times. All right, everyone. It's going to do it for this episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>